It's the Dollcast, episode 148. The Dogcast, episode number 148. Uh, we're back in the bunker with pretty much nothing to say. No, uh, basically we're going to talk about a couple things, but the main gist of this show is going to be just how delusional South Carolina fans are. Really? They are just out of control. <laughs> uh, and, and what brought this on is after the G-Day game, I was traveling to Charleston whoa, to visit whoa, whoa, some whoa, friends. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh. Wait a second. You're getting out of hand here. We've got a special guest in the studio. You're in right. In the bunker. I'm just so chomping at the bit, he ready to bust to talk about South Carolina. Carolina. Dog fans, you should know, as usual, we are reporting live from our bunker 60 feet beneath the surface of the field of Sanford Stadium. And we have a special guest in the bunker with us tonight. Uh, I'll tell you what. What's your name? Uh, this is Tater. Tater. Tater? From, you're from South Georgia? Well... No. He's from North Georgia, my man. Well, you know, if your name's Tater, it, it sounds like a South Georgia kind of thing, you know? Anyway, and he's our resident uh, Gamecock expert. He's going to bring to uh, bring to the table some uh, some Gamecock news and notes. But we are here to talk about the Gamecocks and how delusional their fans are. They're loyal, but, oh, but delusional. Beyond belief. <laughs> loyal. And we have some other news to worry about Munson and, the, and Georgia Tech and a special road trip coming up during this football season. But anyway... Okay, right. dog, back Get, to your thing. Getting back. I'm driving to Charleston. I'm listening to some sports talk out of Columbia. And yeah. the breaking news is that the old ball coach. The old ball who coach. Who is the main reason that South Carolina is so good because he is such a great ball play caller. And he calls old ball plays. Is turning most of the ball play calling over to the young ball coach, Steve Spurrier Jr. Now, three years ago, when Spurrier came, it was like Jesus was walking again. Right. He had come. He had come. And the old ball coach was going to do everything. Well, these folks are talking about what a good move this is, that maybe they need some new blood calling ball plays and... The old ball coach will still be able, able to override the young ball coach if he doesn't like the play that his son has called up from the booth. What do you think that's going to do for his confidence? You know, oh, because I mean, you know, me. you know, he's going to override just about every one. Every but single play he calls, he's going to worry about so his What was so striking is this guy that was going to come in and turn a losing program into a winner, which of course he has not done. It's gone steadily downhill since he's gotten there. High school Bud Light. It just, it just slayed me the number of people calling in saying this is great. You know, we need some new blood. Maybe he's got some plays that, that are going to work. I mean, they're just so desperate for something good. And it even got to the point where they started 
waxing poetic about the good old days when Lou Holtz was there and when the game just got so out of hand that Lou couldn't handle it anymore that they turned the play calling over to Skip, and that's really when the offense caught fire, and that Lou probably still would have been around if he had just had the sense that the old ball coach had and turned the reins of the offense over to his son. And just think, if they'd have done that, maybe today South Carolina could be as good as, as the offensive juggernaut East, East Carolina. Carolina. i tell you what. I mean, it is just... It was really, it was sad. I pulled over to the side of the road and cried for about five minutes for these people. And all I can think we need to do, because I don't think people like this really need to be out in the world. If you've all seen the movie Escape from New York, where they basically just put a fence around New York City and made it a maximum security prison, what we need to do is do that to Columbia, South Carolina, (laughs) put all the Gamecock fans in there, and just make it one big mental institution. Put them in a fence. But think how wonderful it would be for them, because then it would be just like a whole delusional state. Well, they could be, and they could walk around, talk about how great they're going to be, even though they, they lost <laughs> five in a row. They could go back and think about what could have been in the season that Lou Holtz lost all 11 games. Yeah. If he had only had enough sense to let his son call play, they might have won two of them. Listen, and this goes to the heart of what the Gamecock Nation is all about. Because Steve Spurrier, Lou Holtz, Skip Holtz, the whole thing, whatever the flavor of the day is, is the greatest thing in the world. It's what they needed. It's what they've been waiting on right up until the minute that it's not what they need. And, and then, now and this then, is and what they need. And thank heavens something else. This, now really, it used to be Steve Spurrier's what they needed. The old ball coach calling old ball plays. Gotta have them, ball plays. But He's now, just so great. But now maybe, now what they need, oh yeah, that's right. They need a new ball coach calling new ball plays. With except the supervision of, course, of the old Except, ball of course, coach. when we need the old ball that's coach right. to call old ball plays. Spawn of the devil. This is exactly what they've been waiting on. This is the magic formula. The thing that's going to make the Gamecocks go. Tater, really, what do you got? To, what do you think about the Gamecocks as a fan base? Or I mean, what do you think about this whole Spurrier and Spurrier Jr. thing? I feel like the first time he makes a bad call, the, the, uh, the, the visor's going to be flying. How would you like to have your dad? You know, your dad. Not just your boss. Not. I mean, think about the dynamic of that, you know? Your dad is looking over your shoulder. Is he going to pull the assistant coach as quickly as he pulls the quarterback? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I bet he will. Well, and, and think how hard Son, you suck. You're on the bench. Growing up with Spurrier as your father. Yeah, I know. Not only has this guy had to live with Spurrier as yeah. the Antichrist as his dad for, oh, man, I tell you what. I don't know how old this poor kid is, but I guarantee you, he looks way beyond his years. So listen, if you're a Gamecock fan and you're listening to the Dogcast, first off, you're probably you're listening to the wrong podcast. You should be listening to the the I don't know something about a cock or something. But anyway, we pulled up some fun yeah, facts. But, but when you're when you're searching that, you got to be real careful. Because <laughs> you're you like, don't, you don't want to just you don't want to just type in cock on your. Uh, on your browser and go there. All right, so if you're a Gamecock fan or if you know any Gamecock fans out there, dog fans, you know that all they've got to say is 16-12, 16-12, 16-12. You know we beat you 16-12. They keep bringing that up. So we've got some fun Gamecock facts, some fun little facts that we found on the Internet this week that uh, just to help you in your argument if you get into a debate with a Gamecock fan. 
Old dog, do you want to? Uh... Well, there there are two that I want to throw out. Uh, first yeah. off, first off in the in the history of our series, South Carolina has won fourteen times in a hundred years. In one hundred years, <laughs> but the amazing thing is, and they could be the only school that has this that has a losing record. To Duke. <laughs> now, now, and I'm not talking overall sports, basketball. I'm talking football. The Gamecocks have a losing record to Duke. They've played up 44 games against Duke University football program and only won 17 of them. Yeah. Have, I mean, they have only won three more games against Duke than they have against us. <laughs> You don't you don't hear Gamecock fans breaking that stuff no. very often. I yet. mean that is that is pathetic. What what is the the score? It's seventeen or, or the record. Seventeen twenty four and three. So they, so they if played if, the three ties with yeah. the Blue Devils. So the next program. time the next time they shout out that score, what you may want to do is go seventeen twenty four and three. And three. <laughs> That's your Duke. Duke record. Yeah. Old Dog, tell us, how many SEC championships have they won since they joined the conference 16 years ago? That's easy. Zero. Donut. How about uh, conference, just the, just the East Conference? Certainly they've won the East. No, the that would years. also be zero, even with the great ball coach. Goose how many? Do you know how many bowls they've been to in their program history? 13. I would I would believe that, yeah, 13. 13 bowls in 101 with, years of football. With the CarQuest Bowl. Being the highlight. Being the high water mark. That's oh. right. And their season of destiny, which I believe you can get that video from the Gamecock bookstore. Now, that was the year they went 9-4 and four Correct. and played in the Carquist Bowl. Yes. Do you know how many? That was back when it was in Miami before they moved the Carquist Bowl to... What is it, Raleigh now, or somebody's backyard? It's the Continental Tire Bowl in Chicago, in uh, Charlotte. Now. That's okay, Charlotte. I I couldn't remember whose yard they were playing. That was the, the season of destiny. You were going to host it last year, weren't you? <laughs> I was going to host it. Me and, me and Roadie's Truck Stops yeah. were going to get together with the guys from Humanitarian Bowl and put on a bowl game in my backyard. But uh, no, that was the season of destiny, 1984. Yeah. They went nine and four. Do you know how many nine-win seasons they have in 101 years of football? That would be one, I believe. One nine-year. <laughs> that was and, it. And that's why it's their season of destiny. <laughs> but how many – you know, Georgia, you know, Coach Rick is entering his seventh year this year, and uh, he is averaging more than ten wins a season every year for seven years in a row. Do you know how many ten-win seasons the Gamecocks have in 101 years of football? Now, just overall or, like, what their average would be? or No, no, overall. I mean, like, in, in calendar years, a ten-win season. I believe that's the same number as SEC championships. <laughs> it's zero. Yes. Never, never have the Gamecocks won ten football, season, football games in a season. But the beauty of that is that stopped any of the optimism that a South Carolina fan has about, not. about every upcoming season. Absolutely not. And I'm telling you right here, dog fans, you're here here first. The beginning of the end is on the wall for the Spurrier clan yeah. over in Columbia. Because now he's, I'm telling you, you all know Spurrier doesn't take to losing very well. And uh, this whole switching around of assistance, somebody else is going to call plays. Let me tell you something. He's not happy about giving up play calling. No, and he's just trying to take pressure off of himself and save face. Absolutely. I mean, you know, his high-water mark 
probably, I know a lot of people say Florida, but actually his high water mark was probably turning Duke into yeah. a winner the few years he was there. I'm sure he beat South Carolina a few years during his Duke reign. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I, would, I would imagine so. Exactly. I'm sure he was a mighty contributor to that 17-24-3 yeah. record. And, and, you know, and he had, a, he had a good, good run at Florida. But once he left Florida, he has really been pretty pitiful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, his, He's a six and six his, guy. his stint in, with the Redskins in pro football was absolutely miserable. Mm-hmm. And he has steadily taken the Gamecock program downhill. I mean, they, the year, in the years he has been there, they have gotten progressively worse. Right. And, every, you know, of course, as you all know. And, of course, there are always reasons for that other than his coaching ability. And any minute now, those recruits are going to start paying off, like, right. like Steven Garcia. Yeah. The, the four- well, or five-star quarterback. Right. Who's, who's going to get his act together because he's going back home to Tampa. To take he's, care of his three-year-old. Right. He's going to have a DUI class. Three no, months. Three, three and, months and, and reunite with his newborn child. And his baby's mama. Right. Because um, nothing, nothing settles an 18-year-old down as well as a DUI class and having a three-month-old. I mean, that has a calming effect on just about anybody. All right, dog fans. We're going to switch gears here a little bit, old dog, because we want to talk about our favorite whipping boy, Georgia Tech. The, the Georgia Nerd Tech Herd. Yellowjacks, the Nerd Herd. The North Avenue Trade School. They've instituted a new program. I'm actually going to put a link to this in the show notes. And I, I want, want everybody you, to see it. And I want to tell you, before we get into this, in anticipation, this is going to be bigger than buy a couple tickets, get pizza, and a soft drink, <laughs> and know, a parking pass. Dog fans, if you don't remember, we chronicled this last year on the Dogcast, where the Georgia Tech was so desperate to get rid of football tickets, they were putting together packages, like if you buy four tickets, you get four slices of pizza, four I thought sodas, it was a large a, pizza. I, th- I thought it was four slices. It could have been. I'm, I'm, In New York, four slices is a whole pizza. Yeah. But anyway... Four hostess Twinkies. <laughs> exactly. You get four slices of pizza, four sodas, and free parking if you'll just please, for the love of God, come to the game. Show up. <laughs> just show up. Okay. But this is this is bigger. They've come up with something even better than that now. This is what they call. This has a name. This is this is called Bring a Girl to Tech. Because if you've ever been to Tech, there you yeah. know that there are no girls there, and then the ones that are there are kind of like a uh, are sketchy. Are, they're sketchy as exactly. fast. Which is why, if you're really not into sex, that's why you're really that's the kind of you're the kind of guy that yeah, with somebody for. else. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you're if you're into sex with a girl, Georgia Tech is not the school for you. No. Georgia Tech realizes that they have a shortfall in this area. So they instituted a school-wide program called Bring a Girl to Tech. Now let me just read you a little bit of this uh, this uh, press release or whatever. It says, are you proud of the reputation that your Georgia Tech degree carries with it? Do you reflect upon your days at Tech confident that it was the time of your life that shaped you as an accomplished professor? So Bring a Girl to Tech is a new venture that will enable alumni to play a vital role in the recruitment of young women. And it goes on and on about how they're trying to get women. They've got to get women on campus to see what tech is all about because they're desperate, not only for football fans, but for some women on campus. I think this has been put together by some guy who's got a slide rule in his pocket yeah. and a member dater because he, you know, it's like one of these bad sitcoms where the guys are like, we got to figure out a way to get more women, dude. Right, exactly. And I wonder, you know, and I haven't read this thing, 
if you bring a girl to a football game or sporting event, does she get in free? <laughs> and you know, is it, like, is it like ladies' it's night like at ladies the bar? <laughs> exactly. She gets pizza yeah. and a soda and lots of heavy petting yeah. by a lot of nerds. Right. But uh, I tell you, the level of, of I'm telling you, you just continue, they continue to lower the bar. Well, the they, they do, and we don't even have to make this stuff up. I know. You know, I mean, they, they kill themselves. I know. Which is, is great. They are fantastic. And there's going to be a link to that. Go to the website at dogcast.com. There's actually going to be three links in the show notes this week. I know. Oh, man, this Calm is Calm down, old dog. Calm down. Woo. There's going to be three links in the website this week. Bring a girl to tech. You can click on that and find it. We're going to have a link to, if you want to purchase a Munson bobblehead. Tater, I know you're excited about the Munson bobblehead. It's a, it's a collector's item, let me it's tell you. He's got calls in it. He's got like three or four of his most famous calls. Hobnail boot. The hobnail boot and the run, Lindsay, run. and so Hunker down one more time. Hunker down one more time. So if you're interested in getting a Munson bobblehead, I've got a link to the show notes of that. And then uh, lastly, oh, the alcohol thing. Yeah. Uh, Sunday sales. We've got a link to a petition that you can sign online. It's, the re- it's a real thing. We got a, thanks to our boy Jeff from Boise. Um about giving us this. It's a link to a petition. It's not for or against Sunday sales. What it's for is a ballot initiative here in Georgia. If you're if you're a resident of the state of Georgia, it's about do you want their opportunity to vote on Sunday sales? Let the people decide. Let the people decide. Exactly. So we've got a link to that petition, a link to the Munson bobblehead, and a link to the Bring a Girl to Tech Day if you're interested in mm-hmm. bringing girls to tech. And the good part is I understand if they sell out of the Munson bobblehead, Larry promises not to ever call another game. <laughs> so so buy <laughs> as many as you can. And if you sell out of the Munson bobbleheads, you can go to dogcast.com and get an old dog bobblehead. Absolutely. It's like a grapefruit on a toothpick. <laughs> um, all right. Now, one With more With a thing. couple raisins for eyes. <laughs> one more thing, dog fans. Let's talk about the road trip. Yeah. You got some news about a road trip for Jeff? We are heading out to Tempe, Arizona. Old, I mean, Jeff, we want to answer your question in a show. We are down with the Tempe, Arizona, yeah. and we're putting out a call to the SoCal Dog Club as well. Jeff, you're bringing 16 down from Idaho. I need at least 16 or 20 to come out of Burbank, California, and rock Tempe, Arizona. Yeah, we're, we're going to fire up the G5, and we're going to be out there. <laughs> exactly. We're rolling out Dog That's Cast right. 1. Dog, Dog Cast 1 going to be in the air. <laughs> exactly. So we are coming to Tempe, Arizona. We hope to see all our friends from Boise and Arizona and Southern California at the Tempe, Arizona game where we show the Arizona State Sun Devils. How we rock it. What real football is like. How we rock it SEC style. That's right. Which has most recently been visited upon the WAC and our friends like Colt Brennan and June Jones. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring our road show to... Well, to- I just I just hope none of the uh, Arizona State players end up crying like Colt Brennan did because that was, that was sad. <laughs> that really was. I mean, it I was sorry just... for the kids. It, yeah. Really. I mean, you know, just... It, it's bad to see a grown man crying on the sideline because he's losing so badly. Tater, are you down with a Are you down with a trip to Tempe, Arizona? I'd rather Winnebago out. Oh, man, how about that, dog fans? Man. A Winnebago in Tempe, wow. Arizona. It don't get any better than that. Nothing says Tater like a Winnebago on the road. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, dog fans. Is it okay for me to say that's about it? We're going to wrap this show up. Yeah, and really do it. We're actually going to wrap okay. the show up. You know, we don't have five more minutes of things to talk about. This is for you, smooth. This is, this is for you, Smooth. We We're wrapping it up. 
Dog fans, just real quick, we get emails from people that, that are mad at us for saying, when I say we're going to wrap it up and then we talk for five more minutes, we get emails from listeners that are mad about that. So we are going to actually wrap it up now. So we'll see you in Tempe, Arizona. Jana, get your travel plans ready because you've got to come to Tempe. Uh, get your bobblehead, vote on the petition, and think about bringing a girl to Tech. There's and, free pizza involved. And if you're a football player at Georgia, keep your name out of the paper. Absolutely. Because no good between no. now and fall practice, if your name's in the paper, it's not good. No news is good news. Absolutely. All right, Tater, now this is your opportunity to shine. I want you to take us out of here. Give us a... Give us a, some sign-off, you know, a Go Dogs or a Harry Dogs or sign us off, sign us off, Tater. Man, we, we're just looking forward to the fall. All i got to say is Go Dogs! Hey, Derek, old dog, this is Ryan from Winder. Um, on y'all's last show, y'all said that y'all were going to have a uh, South Carolina Mythbusters. Um, two questions I have to ask. Is one, that, one is, uh, underneath that little visor Steve Spurrier always wears, is there... Two horns coming out of his head. Just curious to know if there is, if he's the, the great Satan himself. With, uh, and Tim Tebow being the God's quarterback that he is, can he, uh, will there be a, whole, uh, a holy battle between the two uh, come sometime, you know, maybe next year, year after? Just uh, curious to know. Anyway, uh, guys doing a great job. Uh, old dog, love that phrase. It's hard to throw through tears. want to say uh, go dogs and, uh, Looking forward to this season. Thanks, guys. Go Dogs.